0: so up? So. yes uh, bu- 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 I, I really got like no good jokes this morning you, you don't.
1: don't I mean I have a good joke you ready yeah go for it Mike Bloomberg
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. I mean
1: this really places us in time of where we're at right now uh, politically but also it's just it's just a good joke too
0: you know he won Alabama.
1: Well, that uh, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that right now because we have very little listeners as it is, and I don't want to lose the other two people listening to this podcast, so I'm just going to leave it at Mike Bloomberg.
0: That's a good joke. That's, that's, that's always a good joke.
1: Welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling podcast. I am Matt.
0: And I am Don. And...
1: Uh, To open things up, because there's a lot of shit going on this week, I want to start with some of the biggest news that just came out recently, and I'm excited about it. I know that Donald is excited about it. The whole wrestling world and Twitter is talking about it, so let's just cover it right now. JBL's
0: Uh, going to be inducted into Hall of Fame.
1: No. We're close.
0: Oh. Um, Jeff Hardy chooses to stay with WWE?
1: He really has no choice, though, but no. (laughs)
0: Um...
1: Let, let, me, let me, okay, I'll just say it, I'll just say it. Okay. The Walmart dudes have been signed to Joey Janela Spring Break Four. Yes. April 3rd. I oh. cannot fucking wait.
0: We need to get tickets to Tampa now.
1: No, God, no. I listen. I'm already in a state that's free is almost like basically coronavirus free, except those two motherfuckers they sent to Riverside. But aside from that, I do not want to be in any sort of petri dish right now.
0: I thought uh, Northern California is pretty bad right now.
1: Actually, uh, they closed down a school, either in Riverside or Bakersfield out here. They already closed down a community college. Oof. They are they're moving everything to to online classes right now, and that's kind of weird and scary and also i don't know scary but it's just interesting because i don't even know if there's like a if they're i don't know if it's just out of fear or if it's just like there's actually something that they're worried about so um but i mean it's fucking crazy right now uh, i don't know if you've gone to a fucking like warehouse store or anything over there how it is over there right now but like over here i work at a big ass warehouse store and we are Completely sold out of water. We are sold out of toilet paper. We are sold out of napkins. We are sold out of fucking paper towels. Like we have empty shelves on shelves on shelves. It's fucking ridiculous.
0: Oh man, it's a good thing I qu- I stocked up on my Liquid Death spring water. Not a sponsor yet.
1: Did you really sell your soul for that? Uh, maybe. I mean, you I mean, didn't have a you haven't had a soul since 2014. Like I don't understand what the fuck you sold. <laughs> Um, You're like, there's a baby who will never go to heaven now.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My first unborn child.
1: Uh, but yeah, no, that's actually really awesome. Um, I, I saw. Did you see that there was a couple people pissed about it? Yeah. Did you see that one? That one girl's tweet.
0: No, I didn't. What did it say? So
1: there was this one. Um, I guess she's a wrestler. Um, I. Uh, well, I mean, apparently she is a wrestler. She even says so herself. And uh, she said something in lines of uh, like, oh, these uh, these two guys that dropped out of uh, my wrestling school have a better mania spot this weekend than I do or any other wrestler does or most other wrestlers do. That's just
0: like, that's because they, I mean, yeah, so they dropped out of wrestling school, but that's because they met, went viral because of the shit they did. Like, yeah, they they're don't. actually
1: they're getting good press They're. I mean, they're 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 making wrestling fans happy and they're making themselves happy. they were actually really they were actually really good
0: yeah they've been really like they're there's been i think at least three videos i've seen so far four four
1: yeah
0: and like they've all been good
1: yeah um the destroyers look a little weird but i mean that's probably better because they're doing these destroyers on fucking linoleum yeah um they're trying to be safe but, uh, no, I mean, yeah, it all looks pretty good. It looks pretty fluid. And you know what? Like, I I was thinking about it, too. Like, I can't, like, obviously, we can't really say shit because we're not wrestlers. We're not, you know, in the business or whatever. We're just fans. And we just, you know, have our opinions. Like that. Yeah, we but commentate. At the, but at the same time, like, it's not like, it's not like they're going to be, like, a main fixture or anything like that.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: It's not like they're on the fucking main event. Like, they're going to be there. And, like, who knows if, like, they do, like, just a little spot. Maybe if they do, like, five minutes. Like, you know, who knows if they're going to have a full-blown match or anything like that. But still, like, it's something fun. It's something that shouldn't be taken all that serious. Like, I get it. You'll get exposure, too, if you're on that card. But, like,
0: I but, think, that it, I think it's I Let's do real. They earned their spot.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I did, like... I'm, I'm wondering if the people that are complaining now complained when gcw booked superhuman probably or, pro- or probably not i know there's a lot of people speculating because like there's a lot more backlash on this than there was for superhuman because these two dudes happen to be of color uh,
0: that's entirely
1: possible
0: possible i mean that's entirely possible i don't want to speculate i, I don't want to speculate on that but that's entirely possible um, uh, i think it, it, it just boils down to this as as the IWC, like we should just be, you know, supporting anybody who's trying to push themselves in the sport.
1: Anybody who's trying to push themselves in the sport and not making it look like a complete and utter joke. Like you could say they they are in a sense because they're doing it out of Walmart, but I mean, it's it's no different than what.
0: It's stuff. no different than it's no different than Stone Cold Steve Austin and and Booker Book T, King. in a Book. fucking supermarket.
1: Or, like, it's no different than what, like, a lot of these, like, really insane gimmick matches they do in, like, CZW or, like, you know, anywhere else where they do, like, barbed wire and just, like, you know, all these tables matches and stuff like that. It's, like, these, you know, at the end of the day, these are just dudes having fun because they are love like,
0: the sport. Are, like, the dudes who do, like, the dudes who dress up as, like, cl- classic WWE wrestlers and wrestle on the New York Subways.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think. I think they're just they're it's getting they're getting good exposure and they're making the business look like fun, which it yeah. should because it shouldn't always be taken seriously every single day. Uh, and that's what and that's what spring break is too. Spring break isn't the fucking like, you know, it's not like fucking like Wrestle Kingdom or anything like that. And, like no offense to Joey Janela no offense to everybody that's on the spring break card, but like it's a
0: fun it's a fun way hard show. Yeah. With lots of herpes.
1: I mean, we're on the same fucking card. You're getting Orange Cassidy versus Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Like, why can't the Walmart guys be on the very under of that card?
0: Yeah. Yeah. People, haters are going to hate.
1: Mm, but, I mean, that's good for them, though.
0: Um, but, yeah, let's backtrack a bit. Because uh, we had a pretty, pretty crazy week this week.
1: Yes, we did. Uh, let's start with, actually, last week's... Um...
0: Should we start with Blood Money?
1: Uh, I mean, I guess,
0: yeah. I mean, get it out of the way.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Bullshit. It was bullshit. It was complete bullshit. Um. You had Undertaker come out when nowhere near advertising the thing to beat AJ Styles for the Blood Money Trophy of the year or the quarter, I guess this year. Yeah. Um. You had Brock Lesnar. Oh, you know, I'll get to that part last because I want to. I want to talk about that piece I, I a bit I know you have feelings about that, yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling about that whole thing. Uh, um, we have,
1: we had uh, that pay-per-view. Um, we had Rollins and Murphy uh, retaining their titles against Street Profits.
0: Yeah, only to use it, lose them a few days later on Raw.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, um, we also had. Well, I mean, you know, those are the three big matches. Honestly, you, I mean, you had the fucking Reigns Corbin Cage match, but that was whatever. Um, you versus,
0: have... Oh, you know what's weird? So that Reigns Corbin match was only twelve minutes long, but it felt felt so much longer.
1: Yeah, because everybody hated it.
0: Yeah. Like I I I was watching this match and I was just like I thought a half hour passed by and then it, like when I was reading the official time clock things, I was like, this is only twelve minutes and thirty seconds, what the fuck? No. Yeah. But then I also had... You had the Fiend lose in quite possibly the worst fashioned ever. I think it t- took a lot of momentum away from him getting... Spirit, like, what was it? Five spears? And a you got about jackhammer? five
1: spears and one lazy looking jackhammer.
0: Yeah. So... It,
1: like, I don't understand. I, I, I completely do not understand this. Like, I don't understand not only why they have the title on Goldberg. I mean, you kind of found out the next day when Reigns stepped up and challenged Goldberg. Fine, whatever. But, like, I don't understand why they needed to do it now. And
0: oh, that's why... a whole... Hold on, that's hold on. Hold thing on. Thing can can we pause real quick? Because my yeah. mom's coming. Be... What uh, My mouse.
1: So... Mom? Oh, hold on. Okay. Yes?
0: Just so we're clear, I'm totally leaving that one part in there, where that's we scramble, where we scramble to stop recording for a split oh, second. Oh,
1: of course, you fucking asshole. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but yeah, no, I like, I don't, like, I get it. They had Goldberg. They probably wanted to appease the fucking Saudi crowd or whoever's you know in Saudi Arabia that they want Goldberg to win because that's all he seemed to be. It's fucking just nostalgia, on um, The crown I don't understand like why they had it over. They had to do it over there. They had to do this to the fiend, and they had to put the title on Goldberg. Like, I don't well, understand why in 2020 there has to be a a universal championship match with Goldberg. Like yeah, it was it, it was kind of okay two years ago or a year ago, two years ago when they did it, but now it's just like why? What's the point?
0: It makes no sense whatsoever. Um,
1: and plus, here's... it really it really shows how bad they are at keeping any of their current stars built up
0: yeah because like
1: you're you, yeah you're I'm so, well i mean yeah you're gonna bring we're, we're gonna take you to your next yeah t- to your next thing but like uh, fucking bray wyatt's been around since 2014 2013 if you count fcw mm-hmm. and like he's basically been homegrown just like ziggler just like a couple other guys that have never gone any higher than maybe the the Intercontinental title or the United States Championship. But for some reason, you know, they choose now to build up Goldberg even more than they probably did when he originally came back from WCW over somebody who's been there for, like, six plus or five plus years and who's been essentially, like, one of the most, like, not only entertaining, but most interesting character that they've had for the last six months. And I'm not saying The Fiend is perfect by any means. Like, there's some stuff here and there that's kind of, like, not weird, but, like, it doesn't make sense sometimes. But he's still been really engaging with the audience. Everybody's been really reacting pretty positively to it. And they just go ahead and flush it all down the fucking toilet for for Goldberg.
0: I mean, they had so many opportunities throughout the years. Like, for example, do you have... Zack Ryder in 2011 when he had his, when he pushed himself to the fucking moon.
1: Yeah, when he was able to get himself over with the crowd with his with his YouTube channel and everything. And he had the crowd firmly behind him.
0: Yeah. And then they just buried him.
1: They just buried the shit out of him. They let him have that one United States Championship win. And then after that, it was just nothing. It was like just bullshit until, what was it, WrestleMania 30? two when yeah. he won the intercontinental title match and then the next thing he fucking loses it
0: you know it's funny though to this day so he still says that winning the uh u.s championship is the best moment in his life and this is a I man mean, who gets to sleep with chesley green every night
1: <laughs> i think he means in his professional career but i mean
0: i'm pretty sure he means that too uh
1: but to be fair like everything like everything like was built up perfectly to that moment. Yeah. And just, like, if you go back and watch, like, if you watch, like, the unedited footage, if you watch the footage on the WWE Network, like, it's... That, that fucking pop is huge.
0: It's so huge. Like, I remember watching it. I remember watching it, and it was just insanely massive.
1: It was, like, the loudest pop you've gotten in that reality, in, uh, what, in the PG era, I guess, that, yes. era, that part of, of time is called.
0: So... Not to be, not not to change the subject a bit, but I want to talk really quickly about Ricochet and the Brock Lesnar match, and kind of the whole Ricochet stuff going on right now. (sighs) So Ricochet lost in ninety seconds to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. No offense whatsoever. Nope. And like it made it made Ricochet look like a complete joke. And then, what did WWE do to follow up on that?
1: On fucking Monday, they had him lose the twenty four seven title match to the, who the fuck?
0: They had so they put him in a twenty four seven, you know, title bout with against Roderick Moss. There we go, Roderick Moss. Riddick, Riddick. Yeah, Rig Moss. I don't know, fucking know his name. They put him. They had him lose to somebody who you, nobody really knows his name yet, who just appeared six weeks ago and kind of been a, and holding a joke championship. So they they killed, so whatever momentum they had after Saudi is just completely on.
1: let very real though, he didn't really have a lot of momentum going into Saudi area anyways.
0: He just beat AJ Styles like a few weeks ago.
1: Okay, but that was a few weeks ago. But the, even then, like, ever since then, like, he didn't really do anything that was that really made anybody believe that he had a fighting chance against Brock Lesnar. Like, you knew once he was booked for that Saudi show, we all knew who, how it was gonna go.
0: We all know. It was, we all know we how goes. it was gonna
1: go. But he didn't even like. They didn't even give him. They didn't give us a reason to believe in him. Everybody loves Ricochet right off the bat. Okay, like, let's go back to last year last mm-hmm. wrestlemania around this time i know we're gonna do a whole like retrospective on where everybody's at you know a year later but like mm-hmm. really want to talk about ricochet because this is really important last year uh run wrestlemania time that fucking uh, nxt takeover that they did yeah. uh him and fucking Alistair black were over like fucking rover they were over the fucking moon like everybody loved them everybody loved the then fucking uh, uh, was it, uh, Viking Raiders, or what, mm-hmm. what the fuck were they called And were they still War, uh, not War, war Machine? War Machine. Were they still War Machine in NXT, or what the, what the fuck were they?
0: They were War Machine in NXT. Hmm. It's just, um, on and SmackDown, they don't like to use the word war. Um,
1: but, um, you know, both of those teams were over as shit. Then you you, got, you cut to fucking WrestleMania, and, you know, uh, Ricochet gets his entrance, and literally, the crowd was so fucking excited to see Ricochet at a WrestleMania. Like you could see the fucking look of hope, and just like you know, he could tell you could tell he was happy that he made it. Now finally, he was at a WrestleMania. I remember and everybody was turning behind him and Aleister Black.
0: We were talking, so we were we were texting each other back and forth during that match and during his entrance, and just talking about like like you could see in his eyes like holy like he was just like holy shit like how amazed he was.
1: I cried. I legit teared up. Like I didn't cry hardcore until Kofi won the title, but like I legit started tearing up for Ricochet because that's just beautiful.
0: It was, it was, it was a beautiful moment. It was like one of those heartfelt moments because you felt for him. You really just like, oh, it's like,
1: like you, like we've seen, like you know, like you and I, like we, you know, we follow Ricochet's career. Like I'm not gonna say we follow it hardcore, but I've seen his matches in PWG, and I've been a big fan of him since Lucha Underground. And you know, I saw a lot of his matches in. Um, in new japan so like i've always been a, a really big ricochet fan but so like you know see thinking of everything that's led up to that like just that it was a beautiful moment and then like he kind like you know you saw him uh him ricochet and johnny gargano and tomasa champa you saw when they uh got promoted or quote unquote or whatever they were you know they started integrating them into raw and smackdown after that and you know he, ricochet was still pretty over And it wasn't until they added that fucking uh, stupid-ass ricocheting noise sound before his entrance, that's when things started to go down.
0: That's when we knew his time was up.
1: Because, you know, for some reason... I I don't know. Everything about this pisses me off, and it makes me really sad.
0: The only way I can see this working is if they make him a member of the Monday Night Messiah.
1: The Monday Night Messiahs thing is like WWE's Dark Order, whereas it's like if you're tired of losing, you go join Seth Rollins.
0: And so, give me a look. A second.
1: Yeah. Are we gonna pause? I gotta go get water.
0: Ah uh, no, I'm getting back. Okay. I have to just pause for a quick second. Uh. I see it. It's so much more easier for me to pause on my end because I have a mic that has a pause button.
1: I mean, I have a mic that has a mute button, too. Why didn't you use that?
0: I don't know. I didn't think about it, alright? right? Shut up. (laughs)
1: We're being angry about Ricochet right now.
0: (laughs) Fair, 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 fair. Fair enough. Um, But no, like... That's the only way I can see this working is if they... If they make him part of the Monday Night Messiahs and you know have him turn heel, but I don't think WWE is smart enough to do that. I think Paul Hayman Is smart enough to do that. I don't think Vince McMahon or anybody else in create WWE Creative is smart enough to do that though.
1: My whole thing about this is that like they they were real like at the beginning or like towards the end of last year they were really pushing the whole like superheroes are real thing with Ricochet.
0: Yeah,
1: and you know, that's when they had to kind of start talking more, and it's just like, we love Ricochet, we love his work, but, like, he's not the greatest talker, and even even with the stuff before Lesnar, when they were building him up to Lesnar, like, they had him say some stupid shit. And, like, you can you can say, like, oh, well, you know, it takes like a great fucking, you know, speaker or whatever to make those words work, but, like, those are stupid-ass words regardless.
0: Like,
1: are yeah. Oscar winning actors that probably could never make those words work and make them sound believable.
0: They really, really are. It's um, like
1: the it's like the whole like, you know, the big dog is here or like fucking it's boss time or like local medical facility. Like it's just some shit that just doesn't work and you know it you know it's coming from the machine. You know it's not coming from the heart.
0: <sighs> Hopefully Hopefully has, hopefully Haven has a bit more control and can, can kind of, because I know he's really high on ricochet, so hopefully he can swerve things around.
1: Yeah.
0: That being said, uh, overall thoughts on Blood Money was a shit show. Um, I, got I, it, I don't I
1: didn't watch it.
0: Did you watch? You didn't watch it.
1: I watched a little clips, but like I didn't, I wasn't gonna fucking sit through that thing.
0: I unfortunately sat through the whole thing because I cool. wanted to, to take notes for it. And then like midway through, I was just like, I'm done. No, I'm done. Because well, you're a masochist too. That's why. So to do a complete contrast of of wrestling events. So we had Blood Money that that last Thursday. And then we had AEW Revolution here in Chicago this past Saturday
1: sure
0: did my god if you if you have not seen AEW revolution yet do yourselves a favor go out there spend the 50 dollars, buy it it's worth every penny
1: it was a total fucking 180 from the pay-per-view that three days earlier
0: yeah like if you if you lost earlier, I'm sorry. if you lost all faith and hope in wrestling like watch revolution and you know what's funny is uh so, I was talking to the guys from Pie-Eyed Pizzeria, mm-hmm. like, that night for Revolution, and, uh, you know, they were talk like, you know, we were just talking, I'm like, oh, did you guys watch, you know, did you guys watch Blood Money this this past Thursday? And they, mind you, they had ordered uh, Revolution, like, to play on their TVs inside the restaurant. Yeah. And then they're like, no, like, they're like, we're kind of done with WWE. Like, it's like that bad girlfriend that, you know, you just... Like you're you're in that toxic relationship and once you're free from that toxic relationship you're just like I don't care about them anymore.
1: Yeah, you don't want to do anything you have nothing to do with it.
0: Yeah. So I was like I was like that is such a good analogy. I'm like I'm like unfortunately I have to watch them because I have to do a podcast on them. Yeah. And they're like, oof, oof. But revolution, top to bottom, fantastic. Um the pre-show had the pre-show had Taz on commentary um, as well, and then we had the uh, Dark Order versus SEU on the pre-show. Uh-huh. Fantastic match! Um, the finish brought out cocabana, who's now currently signed with oh. AEW. That was and a nice
1: little surprise. That was a great place
0: to obviously. obviously, yeah. It was a great to, place to review it too. Yeah. So does this mean, uh, does this mean CM Punk to WWE confirmed now?
1: No, CM Punk to MLW.
0: MLW, yeah, that'll work. They, they have a show coming up in Chicago next month too, so. Oh really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Coca Band came out huge pop because Chicago crowd, and then uh. Just, just the little things that they do in terms of details so you know Cole Cabana, start, Cole Cabana started getting the numbers games on him and then somebody came out in a robe and I guess we all thought it was the Exalted one for Dark Order mm. And then, but what's great about it is Evil Uno and uh, I can't remember his partner's name but they just kind of looked at each sure other like yeah Stu Grayson they were just looking at each sure other like who's that like they, they knew it wasn't the Exalted one yeah. So I, I thought that was great. I, just those little details, because they could have played around and been like, "Oh, you know, it's him." That yeah. was a WWE thing to do. But it was great. That was a great little pre-show, and then the match, the whole show itself opened up it was fantastic. He had.
1: Wait, who was in the robe then?
0: Uh, it was Christopher Daniels. He oh. came out. Yeah, he came out and he uh, attacked the Dark Order. And then it just kind of started to show off like like that. It was pretty cool, too, is JR got his Boomer Sooner Sooner music when he was coming out to the announce table. Uh Um, But, yeah, the show itself, fantastic, top to bottom. You had Dustin Rose versus versus Jake Hager, which was a fantastic match. Um, It really, really showcased Jake Hager's kind of, like, he's a beast he can i think here's the thing i think dustin Rhodes can make anybody look good as well so that's a part that's a part to do with it but jake hager just looked fantastic in that whole match and uh, they i love that they kept going to you know his fiancee in ringside so i think they're gonna have yeah hager's fiancee oh okay so i think she's gonna have some play role to play in the future which is is who's his fiancee i don't remember her name like they said it they said her name but i don't remember her name she's not anybody famous though oh, okay um after that was, it was it darby
1: was... allen versus sammy Guevara.
0: yeah which good god so the match itself was only five minutes but that's because for the first seven minutes before the match like they were just brawling with each other outside the ring before the match even started
1: yeah this was like this is i wouldn't necessarily call it a blood feud but this was like a grudge match because of how Sammy Guevara took out Darby Allen by, you know, crushing his neck with his, uh, yeah, with his skateboard. With skateboard. So Darby Allen is obviously wasn't gonna take that lying down, and yeah, he was out for a couple of weeks, but like he's been, he's, he's been, you know, saying uh, he's been clear about that he was gonna destroy Sammy Guevara ever since he came back.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and the fucking like, Darby Allen is really like one of the first uh, fan favorites of. AEW, that's not Jericho, and that's not part of the Elite. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that, that really didn't take all that long.
0: No, I, I mean, they, they hit it up. Did you hear the pop he got when he was in Atlanta?
1: Yeah, oh my god, that was huge.
0: Like, that was insane, and I wasn't expecting that from Atlanta of all places. Like, that, that was insane.
1: That shows how much how over he is. That shows how much everybody loves him. How, like, how they've done such a great job of doing that. And you know what? Just, like, real quick to... No, uh, you know, not to get too off topic, but like we were talking about the whole Ricochet and Brock Lesnar thing. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was watching. Uh, I was watching an interview with uh, uh, with Darby Allen. I think with the guys from Inside the Ropes. And you know, they're asking him because I guess he at some point WWE had contacted him. They wanted him to go to NXT, mm-hmm. and he had mentioned like you know how he chose it. he like um, he chose AEW because like you know they gave him uh more of a like more control over how he wanted to be presented whereas like if you went to nxt or wwe like they would essentially be like this is how we want to present you whereas opposed to AEW, they're just like okay what do you want to do how do you want to be perceived by the audience or like how do you want us to to highlight you and that kind of shows like you know like uh, say in ricochet's case like you know it's all about how they want to show who who, who they want ricochet to be and how they want us to perceive him. Whereas, like, Ricochet, you know, he's not the person that he he probably used to be. That character that he used to be. Or the wrestler that he used to be. Like, now yeah. he's just he's just part of the machine. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's another Sami Zayn. He's another fucking, you know, Finn Balor on the main roster. Where it's just like, he's disposable. Because he's yeah. this, like, he's, he's that goody two-shoes baby face. All
0: right. Um, let's continue on with this real quick Uh, fantastic match after that we had the tag team title match which was my match of the night because good god
1: I think it was everybody's match of the night
0: it was just top to bottom like I don't want to say it was a spot fest because there was just energetic moments throughout the whole match but like, it, it was
1: a lot of energy, and there was a lot of, I mean, it was very emotional, because everybody knows what was, like, not only not only were the tag teams at stake, titles were at stake, but it was, you know, their friendships at stake. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't even just, like, oh, like, you know, Omega and Hangman's friendship against the Bucks. It was still even Hangman and Omega's friendship that were on the line.
0: Yeah. And the, the way they played this was, uh, so... The Bucks got, so uh, this is why I love Chicago crowds, because Chicago crowds will tell you exactly what they, what they like and what they, what they want. Yeah. And like they, you know, they, they booed the Bucks.
1: Yeah. At the beginning of the match, everybody got cheered. Like the Bucks got cheered when they came out. Hangman got a huge ass pop when he came out and Omega got cheered when he came out. But once everybody started getting down to the nitty gritty, like the Bucks started getting booed. The crowd turned on the Bucks.
0: And that played into the actual match because the Bucks became, became more and more heelish throughout the match. Yeah. And it was, like, it was fantastic. It was so fantastic. The, the, uh, oh, man, the one-winged angel that fucking Paige did.
1: That was, that was awesome. That surprised
0: yeah. me. That surprised me, yeah. That That surprised me. Uh, at the end, you know, Paige pin. I forgot who, watched Bucky pinned, but... He did a buckshot, he did two buckshot lariats, again, one, like, outside on the ramp, and then the other in the ring, to get the pin, and, uh, yeah, the, the key thing that was after the match, well, I mean, uh,
1: like, key things first, like, real quick, before we even go, like, before we hit that, like, the beginning of the match, Hangman spit in Matt's face. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even, it, it wasn't even, like, Matt... Or the Bucks starting off with the heel tactics. It was actually Hangman. Like you can yeah. say, like the Bucks started off with the heel tactics by that interview that they did at the, at the last Dynamite or that you right. know that package where they where they told Hangman straight up like you were just a jobber before we brought you in Bullet Club. Like you can say it started there, but Hangman was the one that took it that extra step by spitting in Matt's face. Yeah. And there but... was just a lot. There was a lot of like, I mean, like yeah, they did. They also did some heelish shit after that. Like they hit Omega with the Golden V trigger. They hit uh, Paige with the Indie Taker on the ramp. Yeah, you know there was just a lot of shit that that they did, but like, I would that's say what that I I said, was,
0: like they were going like they they as the match progressed they were more and more. But you, fearless, have, but right.
1: you have to agree that Hangman was the one that started it.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But like as the as the match was going, like that you could feel the tides, tides turning, because people were chanting more and more for Hangman, and it it just kind of played into the whole. It just kind of played into the whole dynamic of the match. But, you know, after the match, like, this is, I think, where things got really, really nice and juicy. Just that little tease of, uh... Because Hangman was, like, he had his title. He was just sitting right there. He was sitting right there on the ropes. And then it looked like... It it almost looked like he was going to do a Buckshot Lariat to... To, uh... Omega. Omega. And... It was just... Well,
1: even there was a part uh, uh, where it looked like Omega and the Bucks were going to super kick Hangman, too.
0: Yeah. But, like, just that little twinkle, because, like, Kenny turned around and he just looked at Hangman. He's like, are we good? Are we good? And then Hangman ended up, you know, lowering the ropes. down. Opening the ropes for him walked out like that was just such a good little teaser that 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 gave me vibes of macho man randy savage and hulk hogan during their during their mega powers run
1: yeah i could see that i think um i think my only thing is that like there's too many there's too many teases for something that doesn't need to happen just yet because no, it, i it want this slow burn well yeah i want the slow burn but also like it's like You know, Hangman's not going to be the one to turn heel. Or they shouldn't turn him heel, at least. Like, Hangman needs to be the babyface right now. Yeah, I agree. Even if he's he's pissed, even if he's, like, a Stone Cold kind of babyface, he needs to be the babyface in this. I agree. Um, But, like, I don't don't need, like, so many, like, what-ifs from, you know, the Bucks and Omega probably turning on Hangman. I don't need the what-ifs on Omega's going to turn on any of them. I don't need the what-ifs of of Hangman's going to turn on any of them. I don't need that especially at all. But like okay. I think,
0: what they you know, need to okay. do is they need to like they need to let this it cool needs, off. This is a cool off a little bit, but it also needs to make Hangman look like a fucking diamond.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but anyways, let's continue on real quick. Cause...
1: Hold on, real quick. Uh, uh, I really, I also really need uh, Hangman to not be the 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 sad drunk on BTE now too.
0: I'm okay with that though. Are you? Yeah
1: why
0: so in maybe because it mirrors myself a little bit okay so okay no it's no secret i you know i had a long battle with with alcohol for a while we, we talk about it a little bit i think we've talked about it a little bit in the past
1: we have not but go ahead
0: okay anyways so like just kind of seeing that you know i think he's I think he's pushing himself like towards that rock bottom. And then once he gets to that rock bottom, it's like, well, I gotta, like not do this anymore. I gotta be, I gotta be a better person. Oh, uh-huh. so I think that's the, they're going for, okay. Hangman is drunk, but he's going to have a redemption arc.
1: That's fair.
0: And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, match number six of the night was Nilo or sorry, not six. Uh, was Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander for the Women's Championship. It was as good as it was going to be because Statlander was sick with the flu. Uh. So that was as good as it was probably going to get. Um
1: and even if Satlander was at hundred percent, you knew Nala Rose was going to retain regardless.
0: Yeah, it was Nella Rose was going to retain regardless, but it did bring the crowd down just a little bit. Like you could yeah, tell that, was, I mean, that
1: was the yeah that was a cool off match after a, a huge ass tag match like that. You can't expect you know the crowd yeah. to have that same energy. I'm, you
0: know. But then that set us up into uh, MGF versus Cody. <sighs> Can I just say that Downskit is horrible, horrible, horrible live down straight yeah
1: yeah yeah they're not i mean i wouldn't say they're necessarily horrible but it doesn't it doesn't come off the same way
0: no it does not
1: uh but also at the same time i i noticed this too i knew that cody was gonna lose because the person with the live band usually loses
0: yeah that's true well no that didn't happen to alistair black i take that's
1: what i'm saying usually triple h every time he had motorhead playing for him he lost
0: it's true. Wait, what about when Undertaker had Limp Bizkit perform for him?
1: That's different though. That's Undertaker.
0: That's fair. That's fair. You
1: have two. You have two huge wrestlers that are into the occult. You think they're gonna let them lose when they have the live band? No.
0: That's fair. That is entirely fair. But anyways, the story of the match. Um. Also, we had uh, Stephen Amell was there as well, which I thought was incredible for the Nightmare Family.
1: The so, Stephen Amell confirmed AEW
0: maybe i mean i mean
1: isn't he still part of bullet club i i
0: I, you know that's what i don't get is he is he still part of bullet club or does he leave
1: i mean he never got kicked out
0: technically he's part of the elite isn't he no no
1: i mean if he's part of the elite you can also say that dustin's part of the elite as much as kota abushi
0: i mean technically kota abushi is part of the elite
1: he never oh no they never really well like yeah, that's true. Golden Okay. That's fair.
0: So But anyways, um MGF one uh with some shenanigans, which i kinda of figured was gonna happen. Oh of course, yeah. I kinda of figured that was gonna happen. That 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 the golden diamond dynamite ring.
1: I don't think golden's a part of the name, but okay.
0: Whatever. Um but yeah, it was it was still a good match. Cody's tattoo though, oh my god!
1: He's had two big losses.
0: <laughs> he had two big losses that night. The match. Oh, went...
1: I, oh, we in general. I totally forgot that you're gonna go onto his neck. Yeah, my bad.
0: Yeah. How
1: did he had... look too bad?
0: It is the same. Like if I got our logo tattooed on her neck, well, first of all, that would be that would be a horrible idea because our logo is horrible right now.
1: We don't even have really a logo. We have a we have artwork, but we don't have a logo.
0: Side note, that actually reminds me of something. Someone's like, "Oh, he's like, I see you guys reached out to uh, WWE's graphic department team for your logo." I was like,
1: "Yeah, we reached out to the to the people who made um, who made that fucking what the fuck is his name shirt?"
0: <sighs> oh, uh... Yeah yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. Yeah, we'll, NXT team. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, that was. It, I mean, a great match. I expected that to be the the ending for it, and that's kind of leads into the for next now. match because he, yeah, because he won. So this next match, you could tell they wanted to bring the crowd back up after that because everybody was shocked that that Cody lost. But that set up the next match, which was Pack and Orange Cassidy. Uh. It, it was If you were not a fan of Orange Cassidy, after that match, you should be. But, like, he was just—it was just such a good match. Pac, like, Keep
1: talking. I'm gonna pause you. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you real quick.
0: So, we had Orange Cassidy versus Peck, and what was great about it is you know we had the usual Orange Cassidy sticks where he's just kind of like slowly, kind of building into things, and by slowly I mean really like slough like slow. With the uh, light cat kicks to the legs. But then uh, that brought Pac out into a kind of frenzy of, you know, building things up as fast as he could. And, like, Orange Cassidy just knocked it out of the park with a lot of the stuff. So, the whole hands in the pockets thing. Um, yeah, it was overall just a fantastic match. Pac looked, Pac looked great in it. Orange Cassidy looked great in it. Um, I pack one via submission, but again, it didn't make Orange Cassidy look bad at all in the match. And so, uh, yeah, you bet. Uh,
1: Orange, Orange Cassidy looked great in that match.
0: Yeah, he looked, he looked so great in that match. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm really glad that they, uh, like, I know it was kind of, like, maddening to make us wait that long for his first singles match. But, yeah. I mean, uh, that was actually kind of great because not only... Like, unfortunately, he did lose. But you got to see him go against, like, somebody that's really respected. Like, even though he is a bastard.
0: It was... So, Chicago a great crowd for that to match to actually take place. Because I don't think if you... Like, if you would put this in, like, Boise, Idaho or... Or like somewhere
1: yeah, in some random ass town like it wouldn't have worked as much or probably yeah. it you know if they the feeling wouldn't have been as as electric if they did it even if they did this in atlanta it still would have worked but yeah. i mean i'm glad that they really picked like a really like a uh, staple of wrestling culture where it was going to be accepted which like chicago yeah uh, i think that was really smart because like let's take um like as an example like Stephen Amell versus Christopher Daniels. Like that wouldn't have worked anywhere else but Chicago.
0: Yeah, it, it might
1: have it, worked in New York. Might have. It
0: might, might have. Yeah.
1: But I mean, it worked really well in Chicago. This match really worked really well in Chicago. They lined. They knew their audience, and they really lined up this card to make it card to make it work.
0: And then our final match of the night was John Moxley versus. Sorry, hold this on. Should not be on. Hold on one second. Motherfucker.
1: John Moxley versus Chris Jericho for the fucking AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Or they did, didn't even call it the World Heavyweight Championship. They yeah, called it the, they call
0: it the Championship? World Championship. The right. AEW World Championship.
1: AEW World Championship. And this, this was another one where uh, it was a lot of. There was a lot of emotion and there was a lot of. Uh, like this, this, this match was really built up, really, really fucking well. Uh, going back to the beginning of the year, when uh, they tried to get Jericho tried to get Moxley to join the Inner Circle. But this match even goes further than that. This match goes all the way back to last year's Double or Nothing, the first pay per view, yeah. uh, because John Moxley came in with all the fucking heat, all the fucking fire that you know everybody was so fucking excited for him coming uh, from WWE, and.
0: You he know, took out both Omega and, and Jericho. He when took out he... both
1: Omega and Jericho. And then he goes to Japan. And, you know, he, he's on fire over there. Everybody got to see the the Moxley that we haven't seen since, you know, he joined WWE. And that's even if you followed him. And I know that a lot of people uh, didn't because it was kind of hard to at the time. But you got to see how much he loved wrestling and how much he loved being able to kind of be himself, essentially. Um and if, you know, like you have to think of like you know the whole time that he's been in AEW W. two where he was supposed to fight uh, Omega at All Out, but you know he had that staff infection, and then just you know since Dynamite, just him and Ken- uh, Ken- him and Kenny going at it, and you know just this is this was built right. You know yeah. they never they never once made Ome- uh, Moxley look weak, and Jericho has been the fantastic heel champion. This whole time ever since you know he joined the company as well it everything worked out perfectly here and you know what i honestly thought that um you know maybe because i'm used to it i thought they were going to drag it out for one more pay-per-view and then finally give it to moxley but i think they did the right thing and finally pulling the trigger and just letting uh, jericho drop the title now to moxley instead of making everybody wait again because if we make people make people wait too long like they have done in the past in different companies it's it's it just one of uh it wouldn't wouldn't have meant
0: the same not that it wouldn't (laughs) have
1: worked it just wouldn't have meant the same thing
0: so i mean if you would have waited till double or nothing which is the next pay-per-view like people would have saw the writing on the wall because fozzy's touring europe throughout the summer
1: yeah
0: so like to do that surprise now like because it caught me off guard i I honestly didn't think jericho was going to lose a championship
1: I'll, I'll give it to you like this i'll give it to you like this let's say that you're with a girl you're with a girl and she's messing around with you in bed and she's tra- she's getting you hard she's getting you excited and then just right before you're about to stick it in she falls asleep <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's exactly how it.
1: but no she stayed up she stayed awake she gave you a blowy she gave you a handy she let you get in the back door and came john moxley's the AEW world heavyweight champion yep But well, the match overall, I thought it was really great. I thought it was fun. Uh, was, fucking his his fucking Jericho head from the headbutt look still, looks looks gross
0: as shit. Yeah, that did look pretty gross. Um, overall, I'm giving the uh, I'm giving All Elite Wrestling Revolution <sighs> my coveted my coveted uh 10 out of 5 Melters.
1: Wow, that's really coveted.
0: Yeah. I don't think I've ever given that rating up before.
1: Um, No, you haven't given that rating. I mean, nothing's ever you know deserved that rating so far.
0: But nothing's podcast isn't that old either. So yeah, this is true. Um, Um, What did you? I'm giving it.
1: I'm giving it uh, seven super kicks out of five.
0: Seven super kicks out of five. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good.
1: Uh, just the only, um, you know, just to be nitpicky or everything, but, um, I think they should have just kept Statlander out of the match.
0: I think Um, so, too.
1: Like, I understand, like, it was a big thing for her, but, like, you know, personally, I think her health over everything else would have been more important. And, you know, who's who's to say that she wasn't feeling okay? Like, maybe she was, you know, maybe she bounced back from it enough, but I would have given her that extra day of rest. Um, and I would have put maybe, like, um, I would have either put Shanna or no i wouldn't have given her big swole yet i probably would have given it to like baker
0: i would have gone with uh, akito but that's because you know
1: yeah that's because you, that's your bay. um so that doesn't count
0: uh, i mean she's number she's ranked number three right now i don't know who's ranked number one and two um one, well, one was well statlander's
1: one and i think uh i think shanna or one, i don't remember
0: it might actually be rehold if i'm not mistaken
1: uh, that would make sense
0: but i don't think like um, no, no 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 titles on real anymore
1: i think the jake hager dustin rhodes match could have been a little bit better true um i actually i like i really want to see dustin rhodes go up against like somebody else like, like I, I really like not not the not that Hager isn't a is, yeah. isn't a great opponent or anything like that but I really want him to see go up against somebody like so I still want him to see uh, him go up against Omega um I want him to to go against like see even darby Allen
0: yeah uh oh wow so you know who is this is pretty interesting according to aw rankings huh. so moxley so Jericho's ranked number one because he's zero and one uh-huh. but you know who's right underneath him?
1: Uh, Co- well, technically Cody, but he can't.
0: No, not even. Oh, who? MJF.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because the the win over Cody bumped him up.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Kenny Omega, Cody's number four, and then Pac is number five.
1: I still like. I know they explained it, but I still understand. I don't understand why they have Cody up there if he can't challenge for the title anyways.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh hmm So Shida is actually ranked number one. Uh, Reho's number two Statlander's three Uh Yuka's Four, and Baker's five Baker's dropped down quite a bit
1: Yeah, she has Um, Swole's gonna get up there I am still a huge fucking Fan of Big Swole
0: Dark Order is Number one in tag division, Bucks are number Two, Uh SCU's three Best Friends four And Private Party's five
1: Mm, no. Yeah, private parties cool down a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. But, I mean, they're young, and there's still plenty of time. It's not like, you know, they're going anywhere anyways. But, you know, that's going to be a fun team to see uh, rise up the ranks when they finally get their chance of getting a title. Um, did you watch
0: Raw? Uh, I did watch Raw. Uh,
1: I, there's nothing too important coming out of Raw other than the fact that, um, you know, Edge is going to murder Randy Orton.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Like so for the majority of raw it was pretty much crap uh with the exception of that with the randy orton beth phoenix thing yeah um most of it was just garbage like becky lynch came off as kind of a buffoon
1: who came off as a buffoon i'm sorry
0: Becky Lynch kind of came off as a buffoon. And oh, got,
1: yeah, the fucking... That weird-ass, like... that Almost like frat boy kind of, like, king dress-up. That was weird. Yeah.
0: It was weird. It was really, really weird, and... it It's just... Oh, the uh, other thing was... Eric Rowan spider. Like, that was stupid. Mm. That oh, was yeah, really, that fake-ass spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was really, really stupid. And then... Uh, they, like i I already talked about it earlier with the ricochet, with the ricochet thing, and then mm-hmm. Alistair Black kind of looked like a f- dumbass between OC. Yeah.
1: Well, we get I Alistair Black for, versus we get Alistair Black
0: versus AJ at uh, I, I apologize for any of the background noise you hear. That's not me. That's people in my apartment walking around doing things when they're not supposed to be doing.
1: AKA his mother.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Hold on.
1: Uh, right now, scheduled for Elimination Chamber is Aleister Black versus AJ Styles. So hopefully right. that actually turns into a better match, although unfortunately Styles might go over because of his feud with The Undertaker of Yeah, right
0: it, now. it is all set up for Undertaker versus AJ Styles. AJ Styles, yeah. Uh,
1: we also have the tag team Elimination Chamber match with uh, give me one second, uh, Miz and Morrison versus The New Day of... Uh, Ah, uh, Biggie and Kofi Kingston versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus the Usos versus Ziggler and Rude—all
0: in the awesome. Elimination Chamber.
1: All in the Elimination Chamber. That's going to be interesting. Uh, the the first tag team Elimination Chamber match was a little messy, but I mean it actually ended up working in the end. Uh, so that should be interesting. Uh, Seth Rollins and Murphy will get a rematch with the Street Profits for the tag, Raw Tag Team Titles. Uh, Umberto uh versus Andrade for the U.S. Championship. And the rest of the matches are the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Baszler, Asuka, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Ruby <laughs> we already, Ryan, yeah, we already know. Sarah Logan.
0: We already know who's winning that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's funny, though. Because WWE is petty as shit. So yeah. I started thinking, like, everybody's already assuming that B- Baszler's going to win. But what if they go with, like, fucking, like, Morgan or Natalia?
0: <laughs> it's not going to happen.
1: I know it's not going to happen, but what if? It could.
0: It could. It could.
1: Braun Strowman versus Nakamura and Sami Zayn for uh, Answers. Cez- wait.
0: It's Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn wait, wait, in a three on one handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. So
1: what the fuck does that even mean? If the three win, that they're co holders of the Intercontinental title?
0: <laughs> I have no idea how that works out.
1: Again, I hate this fucking weird ambiguity. Um. Profits uh yeah, we reset Profits versus Rollins and yeah, Black versus Styles. Those are the uh two, four,
0: six matches. Six matches or, total. Uh, um
1: waiting on four more because Lord knows the WWE need, pay-per-view needs to be over three and a half hours long.
0: Yeah. Um my quick rundown is on February is gonna be Carrillo, Uh AJ Styles, or uh, Alistair Black I feel like is going to beat AJ Styles, but only because of Undertaker's yeah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Uh, street profits. Hey, now, are, you, are you almost done? Oh my goodness. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. I got street profits over Rollins and Murphy um shenanigans
1: thank god you have the mute button because all the only thing i could have imagined was fucking will ferrell and wedding crashers (laughs) mom we need the meat love (laughs)
0: Uh, do we
1: credit both our moms in this podcast for me i think
0: i think so i think so I think so. Uh. I. See, I have no idea how this SmackDown title thing's gonna go because Miz and Morrison already lost to. lost to, uh. Usos.
1: Yeah. Um, I think they're gonna retain. I think they're gonna hold on to them until WrestleMania, honestly.
0: Yeah. Uh. Braun Strowman's gonna beat them. Beat all three of them. And, uh. Yeah, we already know Baylor's going to beat everyone else. So that's that's elimination Chamber in a nutshell.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so I, I know we're already going along, but I just want to hit on this real quick because this yeah. is something that we, uh, we're going to talk about regardless. Uh, we saw a thing on Twitter about talking about the first wrestler that you ever met. Yeah. And like how it affected you and your love for wrestling. So I know there's two, actually, You and you added an amendment onto that. But let's yes. go ahead and talk about the first wrestler that you met and if it affected you in any way. Like, so, when, where did you meet them?
0: By the time I met my fr- like, it, it's crazy. I've been a wrestling fan since a kid, but I didn't meet my first wrestler until I was in my 20s. And, like, that, it didn't really have an, any effect on me. It was, uh, I, I met Rey Mysterio when I was only 22. I didn't really have a huge effect on I me. Mean, I thought he was a cool dude and gave me one of his mess, and that was pretty cool. Um, that was pretty cool, but, like, when I was a kid, though, when I was a kid, though, I remember where I got my, my real true love for professional wrestling was I was already a fan of wrestling, and then I just also happened to be a huge fan of Boy Meets World, and if anybody knows anything about Boy Meets World, Vader was a big part of that show. So he played one of the kid's fathers. One of the the kid named Frankie. Uh, I can't never pronounce his name. Then I want to say. So he played. He played his father, and that like he was in I want to say four different episodes throughout Boy Meets World's uh, tenure. So he he was so good in that show. He was so so good in that show. Uh, the very first episode, like, the very first episode, you know, Frankie was teaching his buddy Joey, like, some wrestling moves. And he's like, oh, yeah, I learned this, you know, I learned this last year when I was in Japan, with Japan, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, at the, the big reveal at the end of the episode was that Vader was his father. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. Like, I thought that was so cool. The second episode I didn't get a chance to see, though. Um, I have no idea what the second episode's title is. I just know the the three major ones. I've been watching, and it's funny because I've been I've been watching Boy Meets World for the past couple of days just to find that episode and I haven't found it yet. Yeah. But the third episode that he was in, it was basically, uh, it was basically the boys becoming friends with Frankie and like teaching him, you know, getting teaching him to get to get along, you know, with each other and shows up in that episode here and there but uh-huh. the most memorable one was uh 16 candles and 400 pound men which is i swear not a porn title i mean i'm pretty sure it is but i'm pretty sure it's a porn title somewhere but it was really really good uh it was a really really good episode where the, the boys were trying to get frankie to get closer to his dad and we kind of see the inside of their of their place where you can see all of Vader's titles, including the IWGP World Heavyweight Title, which was fantastic. So all, every title that they had in on the set was actually one of Vader's titles that he had. Yeah. So I thought that was really really cool that they did that.
1: I vaguely remember Boy Meets World. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like not that I, like I don't know. Like I think. I was too young still when it was on, so I couldn't really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was, like, 96, so...
1: Oh, yeah, I was four.
0: Yeah.
1: And by the time, like, uh... By the time I was, what, like, maybe uh, 12 or 13, I think it was, like, already in this, like, final season or whatever.
0: But here's my favorite part about it, so, uh... Like, as I was watching that episode, I completely Uh forgot Jim Cornette was still around that time in WWE. And he was... He was doing commentary on the Vader versus Jake the Snake match. Uh Uh-huh. And I just remember watching it and being like, God, Cornette sucks.
1: Oh, yeah. Just, Mm -hmm. he wasn't necessarily the greatest.
0: No, he was horrible. I will say that loud and proud. He's he's a
1: great manager. He's a great manager.
0: Yeah. Horrible uh, commentator.
1: Yeah, just like Bischoff. Yeah. Just like, I Uh, I remember seeing a bunch of people saying, um... Bischoff went back that uh, he should probably do commentary for NXT. I'm like, yeah, he probably shouldn't.
0: So what's interesting was WWE actually did an interview with Michael Jacobs, the creator for Boy Meets World, uh-huh. um, about the whole Vader thing. And uh-huh. uh, they asked him, you know, what prompted what prompted his interest to bring uh, WWE to bring a WWE superstar to Boy Meets World. And he said, you know, we had the character of Frankie that, you know, we all sat around like this guy looks like a wrestler. This guy's father's a wrestler. And it all sparked their imaginations and they start talking about like who who does he look like who does he resemble And we also you know said does it should he be a hero or a villain and they're like oh yeah well, he should be a villain and then they literally was like it has to be vader it has to be vader <laughs> and so they're like you know he was just like we wanted, we wanted to show that it's just this loving father who's also a villainous re- wrestler who was a oddball, very funny blue collar relationship it was funny because there was absolutely no continuity whatsoever on Boy Meets World. None. So, what we came with was like, okay, he absolutely has no money. Frankie was on the wrong side of the tracks. Utterly and completely. But his father is the world champion. So, somehow nobody caught on to this. So, I, I, I thought that was good, man. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, ah, oh, this is so good. So, yeah, when they when they thought of the world like there was literally no other person they thought of besides vader
1: uh mm. that's cool uh,
0: what about you like that. so what about you though what what who did you meet and how did that affect your
1: um i met rvd when i was i remember how i was between i think between like 11 and 13 um and i met him when he opened up his uh his comic book shop five star comics out here in nice uh, SoCal. uh and that was like it was literally like the first day that it opened up and i remember i went with about because my little cousin was living with us at a time at the time so we all went and we were in line for like the longest fucking time too i remember being super fucking tired when we left like we were one of the last people to like meet him and so I we took the picture i have an autograph and everything and i remember walking in there like that was the first time in my life that i was near like actual championships like I had never seen a, a championship belt up close and personal like that before uh, cause like he had the intercontinental title there and he had his the ECW championship and I think the television championship too cause they also had replicas but they also had his actual championships there and I remember thinking how fucking cool was that and how fucking huge those belts were too um, and then, like, just, like, it was a small comic book store, but, like, they all, but it was, like, it was just, I don't know, it was really, it was really neat how they had everything set up, too, because it was very much a comic book store, but also, like, again, it was, like, it was, like, what, uh, uh, fucking Jay and Bob's, uh, Secret stashes, is, but for wrestling, like, just a bunch of wrestling memorabilia, like, and remember on the TVs, they were playing, uh, WrestleMania 20, and, you know, just, wait, I was just so excited, and I met him, and he was just, like, He's a huge fucking dude. Yeah. Like, granted, I was, uh, you know, I was like kind of small still at the time, but like he was a huge fucking dude, and he was, you know, he was still pretty buff, and he was just really cool. Um, he's so fucking buff. He's and he's still really fucking cool. He's a really cool dude. Right now he's a heel and impact, but I mean he's still like a really laid back kind of dude. I just remember him being so nice and uh you know it made in you know i remember my cousin being really impressed too he wasn't a huge wrestling fan but like i remember him being like oh you know that dude's really cool mm-hmm. and uh i just I, like it's just left an affection for rvd in my heart because like i i i didn't by the time i learned of ecw ecw was already absorbed by wwe so like it wasn't a it wasn't a while until like i could go back and watch a lot of his old stuff from ecw Um, But, like, you know, from then on, like, I really did have a big affection for RVD, you know, in in WWE and even in Impact later on, in TNA later on.
0: on. Quick side note, what was the first wrestling event you went to? SmackDown. You remember? SmackDown?
1: SmackDown, I want to say either 99 or 2000. Uh, It was at the Staples Center. I can't pinpoint the, the exact date, but I remember on the card... It was uh, the Dudleys versus Lowdown to open the match, to open the to open the fucking uh, the show. Um, Al Snow was there and he was dressed up as like a, a Chinese dude because that's when you could still do that. Uh, <laughs> K, uh, Kane versus Kurt Angle. I remember Jericho being there. I remember Jericho's. I remember, I literally, this is uh, like, I remember all the pyro being a lot bigger and a lot louder, and maybe because I was like ten or nine or ten. But no, I remember definitely... when Jericho when Jericho came out, like you could still feel, like we were maybe like center of Staples Center, but you could feel the heat from his fucking pyro.
0: So mine's was WrestleMania 13.
1: Of course it was you fucking
0: asshole. Uh, it, it was so, I mean it was so awesome because this was just on the the cusp of the Attitude Era. Yeah. And it was it was fantastic. I mean, I got to I remember like it was my stepfather's cousin's husband who took me.
1: That was the that was the one where Austin passed out, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Austin Bret Hart. <laughs> you fucking dick. Yeah, that was Austin Bret Hart and that was such a good match. That was such a good match. Uh, God, the whole the whole card was fantastic. So you had you had uh headbangers, an attack team elimination match. Uh there were so many The Rock well, Rocky Malvia, not the Rock.
1: Yeah, I got to see The Rock. Yeah. Oh, that was so fucking awesome. It was the main event for SmackDown. Surprisingly it was The Rock versus Stevie Richards. And, and Stevie then, uh, Richards is part of RTC.
0: Yeah. Hunter hearst Helmsley versus Goldust. Uh oh yeah, Owen Hart and British Bulldog versus the yeah. Invader, which was fantastic. So much cool stuff there. That's uh, when Bret Hart like went beat. That's when Bret Hart do Stone Cold off in the submission match with Ken Shamrock as the guest referee.
1: Where the, it's that perfect image of fucking Austin in the sharpshooter with the blood running down his face, and then he just passes yeah. up. Oh yeah, fucking shit.
0: Uh, one like, la- I guess one last quick bit of news to go over before we go. Uh, Matt Hardy is AW confirmed. Is he? Uh, I mean, that's what it looks like based on the based on the video package oh, well, you already put out today. So they had the new free de- the delete video that came out literally just right before we started filming, before we started uh, doing this, and it revealed at the end of it the Bucks of Youth showing up at Matt Hardy's compound. So, we will see what happens tonight on AEW.
1: Yeah, who knows what role he's going to play exactly, but uh, he could be the exalted one, or he could not.
0: Uh, I I still think it's going to be Brody Lee.
1: I saw an interesting theory uh, about how... If, if you've been following the whole free to the Late thing, um, mm-hmm. he talks about essentially, like, obviously being broken, but, like, there's two vessels in him. There's the Zenith, and then he's been trying to channel Broken Matt Hardy. Correct. And so, so I saw somebody with the, uh, with the theory that the Exalted One is Zenith, and that he is the, um he is the lead the exalted one of the dark order but also he's matt hardy and he doesn't know like he's so he's so in this trance that he doesn't know he's leader of the dark order so he's trying to get help from the bucks
0: to get rid of it that's entirely possible i would be down for that i would be down for that 100 i mean we'll see tonight so i i'm looking forward to the to that um all right i think that's going to do it for this episode uh where can we f- oh actually we have a twitter i keep forgetting that now
1: yeah we do i mean you can still have you know meet us at our fucking personal twitters or whatever but like yes our twitter is uh tndw podcast on twitter
0: mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, you can Where follow can us find on, our
1: fucking personal, on our personals. Mine is Furry and I, F-U-R-Y-N-I on Twitter. And on not to
0: Instagram. be confused with Furry and I.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it never stops getting old.
1: Does it? Doesn't it? Donald <laughs> fucking
0: doesn't it? Uh, and you can find me at El Brujo, that's E-L-D-O-N-B-R-U-J-O on all my social medias. That's not
1: Eldon
0: Bendejo, although it should be. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be.
1: <laughs> but yeah, enjoy AEW, let's see who, what the fuck happens, and uh, actually, uh, if you want to drop us some questions on the Twitter, like, please, by all means, do.
0: Yeah, drop us some questions on the Twitter, I will be live-tweeting throughout the night. Um, I will be live-tweeting throughout the night during AEW, and I'll probably watch NXT after that and tweet about that, so, it'll be fun.
1: Awesome, alright, go hey, up, guys. safe, wash your fucking hands.
0: Yep keep your hands clean stop eating bats and quit doing atm <laughs> why am i like this because you do atm uh, all right you guys have a week